everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. It's a trick on your mind. I'm telling you, there's a trick out there. There's a trap set. It has to do with problems, failures, and pain. And how do you perceive them? I'm going to build an argument right now of why you should not avoid any of them. This is what your mind says. This is the natural part of mind. It says problems or challenges are to be minimized, failure avoided, and pain. Well, (laughs) the best way to avoid pain is to always play it safe and never take a risk. Therefore, you'll never get hurt. This is all a nasty trick that can cause you to lose so much of your life. The problem with all this is that your life, it actually begins right out at the edge of your comfort zone. That's where life is at. This is why starting a new job is exciting. That first day, right? The first day of college. Oh my God, that's exciting. Starting a new relationship. Getting engaged is exciting. Getting married. Wow. Having a baby. Oh my God, I can still remember the day. The moment before you pull out of a starting gate, that's exciting. In life, you can play it safe or you can pursue all your dreams with all your imagination and see why you were put on this earth. This is where your life begins, right at the edge of your comfort zone. No one ever accomplishes anything without taking a risk of failure, feeling pain, or facing a challenge. Doing nothing is easy but you are ripping yourself off to the life you're meant to live. Taking no action, that's so easy. It doesn't even take any thought. Whether you wanna exercise more, build a business, spend more time with your family, have a positive impact on your community, you're going to have to take action. Taking action means you're gonna take a risk. No one gets hurt immediately by laying on the couch, but it does slowly kill you. The challenges in life are there to make you stronger. That's why they're there. Learn to train your mind to love challenges. Whenever you see a challenge or a problem, say to yourself this. Say, this is good. Say it out loud. This is good. Without problems, there would be nothing to do. There'd be nothing to overcome in this world. In fact, without problems, nobody would have a job to do. You're employed to solve problems. Without that problem, guess what? You lost your job. Be grateful for problems. There would also be no winning without challenges. Every sports competition presents a problem. The question being asked is this, who can perform the best at this task? In ski racing, the problem faced was the mountain and who can get down the fastest? Whatever racer could solve the problem the fastest won the race. We want problems. We wanna solve the challenges of life. Here's the thing, standing on the podium is not the most exhilarating moment. It's in the middle of the course and the pressure of the world is crashing down on you and you have to overcome it. That's where the excitement is in life. It's not standing on the podium. You cannot have success in life without having challenges. Embrace challenges, can you see it? Whenever you achieve something, you feel spectacular, don't you? In order to achieve that, you had to pay a price. Here's the reality of striving and achieving. The magic and joy of life, you know where it's at? 
It's in the pursuit. It's not the end goal because goals can always get bigger. They can get larger. And guess what? One day, someone's going to break your record. It's the pursuit of greatness that makes you great. So let's talk about a nasty word called failure real quick. Why is failure seen as negative? Why do people say failure and they go, ooh, that's a negative word? That is not a negative word. It wasn't negative when you were learning how to walk. You fell down so many times, but you were a cute little baby learning to walk. It wasn't negative when you're learning how to talk. Imagine how many words you said incorrectly before you could say them correctly. I personally believe that the word failure becomes negative the moment other people's money is involved with your learning. Think about that. Failure is another word for learning. That's how to do something. Failure's good. If you want to double your rate of success in life, you must double your rate of failure. But if you're learning at someone else's cost, well, then that's negative. That's failure because it's costing someone else money. Here's the reality of the word failure. Failure is never an individual. It's an event. It's something that happened. There's rules in life that says, if you want to double your rate of success, you must double your rate of failure. I said it twice. It's so important. I've noticed a lot of times in life, it's the start that stops most people because they're afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of failure. My gosh, fail now, fail fast, and fail often. I do. My God, I'm proud to say that I, Randy Dietrich, have lost more ski races than any other racer in Pennsylvania. But guess what? I've also had the opportunity to pull out of a World Cup start. If I didn't have those failures, I would have never had the opportunity. I've lost a tremendous amount of money in my life. Millions of dollars I've lost over the years. But guess what? I've made millions of dollars. But all those failures along the way were not internalized. That's why I kept going. I'm not a failure. It's just something that happened along the way to success. They stayed outside of me. I didn't internalize it. It's something that I'm doing, something I'm striving towards. You see, it's not what happens to you that counts. It's what happens in you that matters. We are not trees. You are not stuck. You can go anywhere you want in life. Don't get stuck. Don't internalize any failure with one thought and one idea. You can reinvent everything in your life. The world is meant to be understood and not feared, period. The moment understanding comes, fear disappears, and away we go. And pain? Wow. Because physical pain is so uncomfortable, we tend to try to avoid pain. But this is a trick, too. Have you ever hurt yourself, and you're in pain for a few days, and then when the pain stops, you realize how good it feels? Have you ever had off from work? Time off would not feel so good if you didn't go to work. The world always seems to balance itself out. As bad as something is, the opposite will exist. If you're going through something difficult and challenges, get excited. Because the harder it is, and the more challenging it is, the better you'll become on the other side of it all. The key to this is following through. The key to everything is finding the good, looking for the positive, and staying enthusiastic for life. And don't try to avoid pain. On the other side of pain, there's always something good. If you don't let pain destroy you mentally and emotionally, I can tell you, as an athlete, you will feel really good on the other side of that painful workout. You'll feel really good on the other side of that painful victory that you pressed on and you didn't give up. We used to say, 
Pain is simply weakness leaving my body. That's hard to say when everything in you is screaming to stop. It hurts. But like Muhammad Ali says, suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. Studying for four years at a university can be drudgery. It can be painful at times with the lack of sleep and intense exam schedule, the pressure that the professors put on you. But guess what? There's wonderful opportunities on the other side of it. Push through. I have no experience with this, but my wife says childbirth is a little uncomfortable. But guess what's on the other side of that? A baby you're going to love forever. Don't avoid pain. I tell my kids all the time, do what you can with what you have right where you are and push yourself in the moment. If you have a list of the 10 things that need to be done, do the, the worst one first. Just get it out of the way. There's a book out there called Eat That Frog. Brian Tracy wrote it. He says, if you got something hard to do, do it first. Just face the pain. This will make the rest of your day a lot easier. Without physical pain, do the studies have shown that you would actually lose your limbs. Pain is not bad. Pain is good. Imagine if you cut your finger and you were completely unaware of it and you kept cutting your finger. There's people out there like that and they actually lose their limbs. Pain is there to keep you safe. It's there to make you stronger. We should be grateful for pain. Every time you sense a problem or something of pain, train your brain to say this is good because it is good. It's there to make you stronger. It's an obstacle for you to overcome and to become a better person. Then ask yourself this question. How is this going to make me a better, stronger person? How is this going to make my life better and attack it? I want to encourage you to face your fears and don't avoid pain. Your life, it truly begins right outside of the comfort zone. Get out there, live out there, stay out there. If you get comfortable, go further. Get out, stay out in the comfort zone, stay out of it. So I was like, if I was to do this position or if I was to take this position, could I leverage that? Mm -hmm. And they were like, wow, they had all these like weird. They would want to do it. Exactly. Well, they don't do it, but if they weren't getting some sort of revenue from the referral, they're like, no. And I'm like, Hmm. what? So you don't do it. And then if I was to say, hey, listen, I know a business that does it, they go, well, hold on one second. You can't do that either. So it's like, you're just going to leave it up to the business owner to figure out but yet their motto is like hey like we help businesses and I'm like guys mm-hmm. you guys are so mm-hmm. it, it frustrates me yeah. so much to no end so I, t- I didn't take the job mm-hmm. I was like I can't I can't live it I can't work for a company that says that they care so much about a business and then they just don't care about the mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, I know you have to worry about your own business and you have to work mm-hmm. but on the flip side don't go after the little guy when the little guy doesn't have much to go after. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to nickel and dime them for everything. And then when mm-hmm. you're giving them, when there's an option for them to at least make it out, you go, well, you can't, mm-hmm. you're working for us. So you can't offer it. And it's like, well, so you're going to just have them fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, I, I don't it's, know. It's, it's the mindset. It's either a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. If you have a scarcity mindset, there's not enough. And then there'll never will be enough. If you have an abundance, there's enough for everyone and there's always more than enough. Yeah. And that's the difference. It's you know, so, so like, it's like, right. oh, that's what it's like. I right. hope I never hit a point 
in a business world, and then we'll start talking about. I'm sorry, I like that was like the one. That's the that was another big decision that I had to make like recently because it was mm-hmm. an opportunity to kind of get back into like film media, and I had to turn it down because I was like, man, like, and I even said to him, I was like, dude, it's a great opportunity, but it's not the right opportunity, right? And he was like, you know, and I'm like, I I get it. Mm-hmm. But like where I'm trying to go, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to build a business outside of it while growing with a company. And you just told me that I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, that I, why work. would I ever want to, I'm yeah. not going to waste your time right. the that same way that, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and he was like, work. well, I appreciate the honesty. I'm like, listen, my honesty sometimes bite me, bites yeah. me in the ass. So whether it was a good or bad decision, yeah. I don't know. But mm-hmm. once I said no, it was like a weight was like, yeah, oh. imagine. Right. and I was like, wow, like it felt good. Imagine. You know what I mean? Because when you say no sometimes and you're like, oh, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. Most of the time you didn't mm-hmm. make the right decision. Mm-hmm. When I said no, it was like, great. Like, let's right. find the next route. And I was like, all right. So I think saying no was right. the decision. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do with this. Use it for that. Like for people like that, that are trying to get it out there, mm-hmm. like have the avenues to do so. Like I media mean, will do it. They offer small business. They call them small business solutions but small business solutions for like, let's say the winery. And you're like, I want people in like Montana that watch Netflix or Roku or all those apps. I want a 30 second commercial spot on there. I don't know what the rates are, mm-hmm. um, but for whatever contract you build with them, they'll put it on the streaming services and like you get access that way. Mm-hmm. But how you're going to do it is figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like you want to do a podcast, we'll figure it out. We're not going to do it for you. We'll promote it. But other than that, we don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, yo, let me, let me sneak my way in there. Let me mm-hmm. find a way to do that. Mm-hmm. But so that's what it is. Trying to find a way to leverage this for businesses. Right. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. a lot of businesses just don't care. Like I walked up and down main street Bethlehem here just to be like, Hey, listen, open a podcast room. Yeah. Like we don't. And I'm like, well, it's not just for pot. Like if you need to record, yeah, we don't care. And I'm like, okay. Really? Right. But then there's the same people that are posting the same content. I don't know. Like yeah. it's just a whole different dynamic that like I just, I try to understand. And like I said, there's people that just get it and there's people that don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like people just like, that makes sense. There's the four to $9 theory we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Like four to $9 comes across your desk. Be like, this is the opportunity to take a lot of stuff off my plate and leverage it. And if it doesn't work, I can always go back. Great. Let's do it. Some people, mm-hmm. and if that's how the businesses are here, then mm-hmm. that's sad to hear, but. So if someone says to you, it, it, I, I can't afford the $49, I would probably say it back to them, it's not really the $49, is it? Like, what, what, what's the real reason? Yeah, like, why? Because I, I, I would say, I know you're successful. I mean, we don't call on people that are not successful. I know you can afford it, but what's the real reason? And then they'll, they'll probably go, oh, well, here it is. And then you can overcome it. But the money you can't overcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, it's the convincing. And maybe it's my sales. Like, maybe I don't. You know what I mean? Like I could sell payroll. I don't want to sell payroll, but that's what I'm doing and mm-hmm. it's working, mm-hmm. but I have no passion behind it. Mm-hmm. Like none, dude. Like I can't tell you like really? none. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. And that's why I've made that relation. Like, Hey, at least if I can convince myself, I'm helping out yeah. small businesses. Do, do we, do we want to come together? What like, depends. Remember we, remember we talked about like, like I would get you in a system at Blue Ridge where you'd be working like, it'd be like a 30, 70, 30 70 split where like maybe 70% would be blue Ridge promotion and 30% would be um, trying to book me as a speaker at the businesses. And then doing that, that would tie that into them and say, it could be like a package. So you get, you get a presentation, one hour presentation by Randy on any topic you like. Here's, here's, here's a lot of materials he has. And we also with the same package, 
we would be, we would produce one commercial for you for your business at the podcast room. And it might cost 5,000 bucks, 7,000 bucks, something like that. Hmm. I never, I, I mean, can you imagine? Cause now all of a sudden you're, you're pursuing this. I guess it would be my, my next question would be, okay, what route, wow, anybody listen to this right now? You're getting a lot of cool insight. Um, Are you recording this? Yeah, we're not. We're, I will, yeah, we'll we'll jump into the episode. Yeah. I'm just I record every, just to yeah. have it. But yeah, um, I guess my next question would be, what? Because we wouldn't be targeting like Mama Nina's or these businesses here that are struggling no. to make a float, right? It, right. No. So, would, what would be the businesses that we're trying to go for? Like B. Braun, Sanofi, um, Walmart, um, the management of the crossings. Uh, Camelback, Camel Beach, Kalahari. You know what I mean? Like businesses that would have a, a, a fairly larger corporate staff and they're going to have... That's what it is. I'm trying to find yeah. where, like what would, like because they would need motivation because nobody has motivation. Well, they, they, they would need, when you have a big group of people together, there's going to be disagreements and fighting and arguing and, and they want to build good culture. And the fact of the matter in any business, once it gets large enough... Culture eats strategy for breakfast. We say that all the time, right? So if you don't have good culture, it doesn't matter what plans you set out. The people don't want to work together, so they're not going to work together. So you got to make the people want to work together and enjoy their time together and, and come together like this, not all bashing. And then uh, and all is well. You know, like people that come to work and that are happy and successful and they, they enjoy coming to work, those people will work so much better than someone that hates coming to work. So if you can make it where people enjoy coming there because the culture is healthy and happy and upbeat and positive, you're going to have happier people. I mean, it's that simple. I truly believe at Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge is, is not the main reason, but a big reason why Blue Ridge is so successful is because when people go to work there, they love going there. They enjoy it. They go, they, they go, it's not really work, Randy. I go, no, it's really not because there's no big nasty culture of corporate there and, and no one's going to be whooping on them every day. But yet at the same time, there's boundaries and if they cross it, they're going to know it immediately. Like last night, you know, that's what I said to you. Like, no, guys, we're not acting like this. You know, I had to say to him, like, if a guest did that, would you approve it? They're like, wow, no, of course. Wow. You know, so. Yeah, right. Like, I think that. <sighs> we could, Ralph, for real. Imagine those scenario. We set something up where you came into Blue Ridge. You help promote the Blue Ridge brand to all the different places we can sell things. Like on, on Vino Shiver or Fintech. It's a, it's that's, a, that's the one I was talking Fintech. about. That's yeah. the, that's what you guys use to track the. Your outside clientele sales. and outside sales, yeah. essentially. Yep. Then, then there would be that an angle of it where you could go in and you could basically go in and, and promote the underground experience that we would rename it. It would be the underground experience, but designed for a corporate setting. I did it one time down in, in Harrisburg, at a for it was this a state system, state healthcare system. Some of the people that run this healthcare system for the state, the lady, one lady did the underground experience. She goes, Randy. Um, oh, they actually got married at the winery. She comes, she can't, she goes, Randy, would you give an underground experience to our entire team in Harrisburg? And I'm like, sure. So I rewrote it for like that setting. It was still, people were in tears. They were cheering by the, I mean, they were laughing at the end. I mean, everyone stood up and applaud. It was really impactful. I mean, it was a, it was a type of presentation where everyone's getting waves of chills over their body. Mm. And in the end, they, they really came together because I got them to see that in the end, we are all far more alike than different. We're all searching for similar forms of human happiness here. It's that simple. In the end, we all put our pants on the same way. Everyone's going to feel the same feeling throughout life. Don't we owe each other 
the sense of love towards each other and understanding like what you're going through, I'm going to go through. And the other, and tell you, it's, it worked. If it, it worked in a big way. And that one, I charged him. I want to say I charged him a thousand bucks to go do that. Just cause like, you know, Tiff and I went and they kind of treat us through the day. But if, if they'll do that, like I'm telling you, we could, we could do this. Cause it would be a lot of the big businesses. They, they put a budget for training. It would be training, but it would be culture training. It would be how to bring, how to bring people together in a way that we make, we make the, the strategies work within the culture. Cause if you don't get culture, no strategy works. And then on top of that, we can then, we can then bring them in here, bring the CEO and so on. And you know, people that are leaders of the business Mm. And they can shoot their own conversation about what they envision for their company. And then you, they use that on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could, we could shoot something here that could be played and then it would instantly break into a live session. There's all kinds of formulas. Because that's, and that's like, I mean, I'm happy we're having this conversation. I, I marked here. I think this would be cool for people to actually hear just the way me and you talk sure. behind the camera. So guys, you're coming in probably three and a half minutes into like a full conversation, kind of having a conversation about potentially working for working with Randy. Um, so you never know how it can go, but to get back on that. So would you do more, would it be more like wine sales with an added bonus of working to do this, right? So working to get you into that, right? So it'd be wine sales, whether it's distributing restaurants to the set and the other thing, building, returning customers, but an additional part to that job would then also be going to these other corporations as a representative of Blue Ridge or actually as a representative of Randy and going, this is what we can offer with this. We get this plus this, then we'll do this with you for such and such price. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I love creating win-wins, right? In every scenario, in every business, it doesn't need, there should never be a winner and a loser. Everyone should win. And in this scenario, my next life of career it's going to be in the public speaking world, standing on a stage, presenting to businesses, organizations that want to see the world through a new perspective. And I want to be the guy standing on there going, here's a perspective on, on suffering and pain of how you can achieve your dreams by pursuing the things that you're afraid of and giving people inspiration to live the life they should live. That's where I want to go next. So I could bring you into Blue Ridge, help Blue Ridge, but also help me take off on the next route. I mean, I'll, Tiff and I will always have Blue Ridge. Dude, you know what's crazy? Wow, dude. I, it can be neat, I right? got goose. No, right. I, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Obviously, nobody knows about this, dude. I'll even show you the screenshot that I took because I've been thinking about sending it to you. I came across, it was, of all places, TikTok. And I came across TikTok, and I took it two weeks ago. And the caption on the TikTok says, sometimes you have to put your dream aside to help other people accomplish their dream. And I said, I'm waiting for the moment to send it to you. I swear to God, I'll show That's it to wild. you. I swear to God, I will show That's it to wild, you. That's wild, huh? And I was like, I want to wait for the opportune moment because I don't know how to present it. Wow. And I'm like, I truly think I can get you to where you want to go and, and right. having fun doing it right. too. Right, oh, exactly. Because the goal here, listen, I don't want to leave a job that I hate to go to a job mm-hmm. that sounds good. And I'm just going to be honest. I'll be straight front. Straight up front. I don't want to leave a job that sounds that sounds good. And at the right. same time, I'm like, this is miserable. I'm still as miserable as it. Right. But I don't think, in hindsight, I really don't think that's going to be the case. Because it's like, listen, I'm helping this out. It's bringing awareness to this. It's, right, it's a win-win. Yeah. We good. both just read Never right. Split the Difference. And it's like, why wouldn't you want there to be a difference? 
Like, I mean, why wouldn't you want there to be a win-win? Mm-hmm. You know, you know that sentence, um, you can have anything in life you want if you're willing to help enough other people get Take what they Ziggler. want. Right, exactly. And you say that to me going, I can, like, I'm saying to you, you can help me live the next life that I, I have goosebumps. Live. I don't oh, get goosebumps. Rough. I never get goosebumps. Oh, really? <laughs> I, awesome. I swear, it's weird. Awesome, like, man. I don't get, I really awesome. don't. That's you just. Can, really, you can help me live my next life and I can help you live your next life. You see it? I mean, it's going both ways. So, I mean, it, and this is, you know, Ralph, when we first met, my vision of you, you were a Hollywood producer. I know. Driving a Ferrari. You got your sunglasses on. I mean, that was, that's what, how I saw you. And one day that's how I will see you. That's, I mean, I mean that's how it's I. It's that simple. I mean, that, that was my vision. I, it was crystal clear. You pull up this big giant block of a building you know, flat sides, flat roof, and you open it up and it's a giant studio with strings and cables everywhere. That was your office in my head. That's how I saw you. And you walk that's in. That's where I'm trying to there's go. There's hundreds of people working there. You get walk over, someone runs up to you with a clipboard. You're like, yep, yep, okay, yep, there. You know, I mean, it's, that's, I I thought you, I that that's what I thought you were in that moment. Mm. You're, you, were, you were projecting that. That's what I want. It's great. That's what I'm right? fighting for. That's why I'm doing all this <laughs> stuff. Dude, I'm telling, dude, I'm telling, I'll say this much and you're going to get it on record. If you offered me a job like that, I can't tell you how quickly I would leave my current job to do that. Well, me. Put that into a perspective. I'm going to talk to Tiff tonight. I can't tell you how quick I would go. You got it. Like we need to set up very, a very strong structure to it. I I agree. hundred percent. Like, like a very strong boundary structure. Mm -hmm. Um, like, yeah, let's, oh, let's, see next, what ha- let's do it. See what happens, yeah, right? Together, Cause it would have to be something where it's, I'm not breaking, like, cause this is what it is. I'm, I, I was just going to say not breaking my back. I love breaking my back. I love working. It yeah. sucks. 24 seven. I'm right, working. Yeah. So that's not, that, it's not, it's not an right. issue. It's, I have a, I just can't, I don't shut it off sometimes. Like me, it's like right. if there's eight o'clock and there's an opportunity, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I'll just you know, make that happen. What makes this such a winner, Ralph, is that you calling on the businesses yeah, you're calling on them for, for me, but you're calling on them for you too. Yeah, it's like it's- The motivation would be huge. It's there. It's huge because like you'd walk in there because you'd want to get, you know, the, the president, the CEO, the managers sitting in these chairs, having a conversation with them that they've hired you at the podcast room and they've hired me to be speaking at their organization. And then you would, then we would go, yep, let's do this once a month. Sounds good. And now you got a constant thing going with with these multiple businesses. I mean, holy cow, right? Teaching business, turn teaching a monster, everything. Right? Yeah, right. big monster. Right. There's a saying that you can never, you can't teach something that you haven't done yourself. And I kind of, li- I, I, I agree with that in a lot of ways because, you know, like living through something and doing it yourself, I truly know how to fail at a lot of things because I've, I've, I've failed at it and I learned how to do it. And a lot of people, they'll get on stage and they'll talk about things that they haven't done. They go, but I can teach you how to do it. It's like, you really can't. You know, unless you've lived through it. And this is something that you and I have a lot of experience with. I mean, I got the medical business, the building business. You know, we, I, I don't even know if you got it. I had a business called Barbecue Brothers for a while. You know that? <laughs> I no, know. No way. Complete failure. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Complete. I, I, we, I had a barbecue business. It, it was called It was called Barbecue Brothers, me and Britt. We built this giant barbecue. I mean, well, bought a welder. Britt learned how to weld, welded this thing together in the, in the garage. Huge. It took both of us to carry it. It still sits in the woods over near the barn in my house. Check it out. Dude, it's I'm huge. Blown it's as big away. as a car. Started a company called Barbecue. You can Google it. It'll pop up. It's, it's still out there. 
And uh, Britain, Britain and I are going to go up. We're going to go to the barbecue business. We're going to be doing barbecue chicken. We got the recipe. We got this down. Bought the freezers. Got the chicken. Got set up, you know, with uh, Cisco Foods. Um, started the corporation. Got the EIN. Got tax numbers. Ready to go. And then we we started going to the carnivals to sell chicken. And man, we were not chicken guys. <laughs> like, I'll never be at the first carnival going, oh my God, this is so bad. Like, you know, like, you know, like we, you know, you, you, you go out there all day and you sell like seven chicken dinners and how much money do you make? 50 bucks. This isn't going to work. Biggest failure ever. Dick, you know, Dick James. Yeah. He's still joking. He goes, how's barbecue brothers doing? Like, shut up, Dick. You know? <laughs> Biggest failure ever. I mean, that was like, that was a, probably a $20,000 lesson for me. I mean, oh my God. I mean, it's, yeah. But I, see, I see that, right? You're taught like $20,000 lesson here. Where did you come across this money? I, if you don't mind me asking oh, yeah. you that, right? Cause that's like the heart, like I'm opening, I'm doing this. And I'm working the nine to five, which funds this plus what we, the arrangement yeah. we have, but it's like, sure. where did you, how do you, is it just from your sales where you, then you said, I'm just going to work for myself. That, like, well, that was, that was happening while star medical was going full blast. Star medical was going strong. So there, there were actually two companies that failed. <laughs> one was barbecue brothers. One was hot box waxing. So what? <laughs> hot box waxing. Right? Um, this is, guys, so, this is news right okay, here. So, this is newsworthy. So okay, so back then, if you Google hot box waxing, it's ski race waxing. Basically, you know, I was, I was ski racing, right? So I built this box at my house. It was a it was a hot box. They called it. It's this giant box that you can actually put your skis in the box, and your skis sit upside down on a shelf, and you put wax on your skis, and you let your skis cook in the wax. When you're preparing your skis, you basically wax your skis with an iron. It's like a surfboard. And, yeah, exactly. And, and the wax goes in your, in your skis. And and I used to take this, and I would take it to extreme. Because ski racing is you're splitting hairs. You will win or lose by a hundredth of a second. So what I did was I measured. I took my skis with no wax. I weighed them to like the microgram. Actually physically weighed them. Then I would wax them, put them in there, take them back out, scrape the wax off, weigh them to see how much wax was absorbed into the base of the, of the ski. So I saw how, how, at what point did I reach maximum saturation? No one in the world was taking this to this extreme. So me being insane about all this stuff, I thought, man, I bet other people would like to do this. No one was into it as much as me. So, so we literally, we started a business, Hotbox Waxing, the same bit, got a company going, EIN, all this stuff, got the bank accounts going, got brochures made. There's a brochure out there with Britain looking down a ski, like it's all professional, you know, picture of the Hotbox, you know, looking great. We named it the Hotbox 9000. I don't even know why the 9000, but you know, it sounded good. Go in business. I mail the flyers to all the ski racing academies out there. Nobody called. Not one. I ended up giving the box away to another ski racer. What? You know, I mean, that and that was another probably five, six thousand bucks down the drain. Didn't make a dollar on it. Yeah, but that failure. I mean, this actually ties into the episode, which is perfect. Like the idea of, of not problems, being, failure. Yeah, problems. Fail I mean, that's I mean, yeah. When I think about it, I mean, there's a business called RTD Builders. I built houses for a while. And then RTD Builders was designed, I wanted to learn how to build houses so I could build my house. So how am I going to practice? Start building houses. And I never forget the day, the first day when I'm out there and the excavator starts coming up the road. Talking about scary. I had just cleared the lot with a chainsaw and I'm standing there with my transit, knowing nothing about this. And here comes the excavator. We're about to dig a hole. And I better make sure that that hole is dug at the right spot because the slope of the lot, if I didn't have that set right, my driveway would have been too steep. And I would have had an illegal driveway and I could not have had the house built. My elevation would be just right. So guess who's learned how to use a transit the night before, right? Jeez. Scary stuff. 
But RTD, that ended up, I ended up giving it to Britain. Britain operated that for a while because I built three or four houses. I forget how many, three or four. And then I built my house and that was it. I just want to learn how to build houses. And that's, that's why I could build a winery because I know how to build, I know how to be a general contractor. So you start with being scared to death and failing like crazy. And, uh, I think it's that money aspect. Like, how are you paying? Oh, because you start medical was up and running. Start right? at the well. No, at that time, actually working for uh, Decubitai Concepts, I was a medical sales rep. At this time, I was making like sixty grand a year. It wasn't big money, you know. I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't huge. I mean, it was just you know, do what you can with what you have right where you are. Do you know that when I was ski racing the World Cup, Tiffany and I went in debt like eighty thousand dollars. That's how much I was in debt by ski racing. We spent all of our money. We were we were down to zero. And then we put everything on credit cards. It was all maxed out. There's no sponsorships in ski racing, really. So we spent everything. But if you want to accomplish great things, you got to take extreme action. And we went big. Yeah, like Gary Vee says that if you want to be an everybody wants to be an anomaly. No one wants to act like one. Right. 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 Like it's the same right. concept for right. you. Scary stuff. But you know, I mean, and literally, what ended it was that, that that time we're out in Colorado, and I get that phone call saying, "Hey, there's someone stealing from your business." At the time, we were crazy in debt. It was bad times. It was scary. But I had a dream to raise the World Cup. And now, it, the saying is true, it's not over until you give up. I was racing the World Cup when I'm like in my mid-30s. I just didn't give up. Most people give up when they're 18, 19 years old in ski racing. I just kept racing. Finally, <laughs> took me 18 years later, finally found the way to race the World Cup. But, it's the, but the fact is, I never gave up. And there it was. I'm like, holy crap, it actually works. If you don't give up, it's not over. You didn't fail until you give up. And there it is. Because failure wasn't an option. I'm like, I got to do this. Yeah. I got to make it. It was, my, it was a dream to do that. But you know, it's crazy. The moment I started racing the World Cup, and here I'm in Italy, I stood on the mountain going, oh my God, it's over. It's all over. Because I've, I'm here. I've achieved it. Yeah, then what's, and what's, what's, what's next? next? And I finally realized it's not the, the goal that matters. It's the process getting there and who I need to become to get there. That's what matters. But now I will own it forever. Forever I can say, yes, I have pulled out of a World Cup start. That's great stuff. I own it. Changes your life because you've gotten there. But if you ever think you've arrived, now it's over because that's my springboard to the next life. Yeah. Because yeah. that'll allow me to go into a business. They go, well, what's your credentials? Well, I've had multiple failure businesses, which, by the way, is a good thing. You, you, you should never hire a CFO that has not experienced a failure in business because they don't, they're not aware of the pitfalls. The CFO that has failed multiple times, they know what to avoid. The one that has never seen failure, that's scary stuff because they're probably going to fail or they might fail, right? That's crazy. So failure teaches you, you learn, you know, they say when you fail, you're building your heart. When you're succeeding, you're building your ego, right? Mm -hmm. That's where it's at. So I would walk in and say, well, I have multiple failed businesses. I have two businesses that were crazy successful, hundreds of employees, millions of dollars of sales, we're doing good, and I've also been able to race the World Cup for the US. Let me let me tell you how I can add value to your team. And they go, great, you got some credentials. But if I didn't do that stuff, I wouldn't have that. You know, and I had to endure the pain, I had to suffer, it hurts. When, you are, when you're out working out and it's like 10 degrees out and you're going to run 10 miles and I don't care how numb your legs are or how bad your shins hurt, or how cold it is, you're going to do it. Because guess what? Whoever pays the biggest price gets exposed in the race course. The, 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 the challenge is only, the, that just exposes you. When you're in competition, basically, whoever paid the biggest price will win the race. 
That's it. I don't care what anyone says. Luck plays into it here and there. You're going to have some lucky breaks. But he who paid the biggest price wins the race. Wins the race of life. Wins the race of the game. That's all it is. Are you prepared to win? Did you pay the biggest price? So I can go into that thing knowing I paid the biggest price I could pay. I could not feel more pain. I hurt. Hope I win. But if someone beat me, I would go, congratulations. It hurt, didn't it? And we could talk about it. They go, man, it killed it. Talk to me about your training. Tell me the, tell me the price you paid because I want to learn what you did because yeah. I'm going to whoop you next year, man. <laughs> you know? You know? That's kind of like, the, that's what it is. It's like, it's, it's why I'm learning so much. It's like, tell me what you did because we've talked about it on a previous episode too. I forget which one it was. I think it was the power of gratitude, but on how, I don't want to say it's a goal, but like, I hope during our relationship, which is going to, I think this is going to go on for, We're so like-minded. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where there's going to be a time when my business and your business, where I'm going to catch up to your business and we're going to laugh. We're going to think back on this and we're going to laugh at it. And then I'm going to surpass your business, Mm -hmm. which is going to cause the competitive edge in you to go, oh, son of a gun. And then it's just going to be this fun, like, I don't know. I could see it happening, like in a good way. Not like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like the idea of it's like, oh, like people succeeding, doing good things. Like, let's just keep going. Like, let's move. And then of course, you know, time takes us over. It's like, "Ah, I did that. I don't got to worry about it. But you're talking about the the law of the lid, but John Maxwell's law of the lid, where like everyone has a lid of leadership and the goal is to raise the the lid. And uh, you know, the the saying, know yourself. Mm -hmm. So I know myself. I love local. I love to be at the winery. I love to serve people there at the winery. I love to know my neighbors. When Star Medical was getting so big, I actually began to, began to get afraid of it because it was getting so big. And I and I, I ran from it because it was getting so big that the some of the big companies out there like Medicare and Medicaid and Blue Cross, they began to come after me because I was so big and they were trying to get money back from me. That was too much pressure for me. I didn't like that. So I, I got out of the world. But guess what? That business was sold to Warren today. That business is a multi-hundred million dollar business. Jeez. But I didn't want that. I didn't want the stress and pressure of that in my life. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot. It, it, it was a lot. Warren Warren does great with it because Warren can walk away. Warren can go, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm, I've done all I can do. I'm not going to worry about it. He's a different leader than I am. And that's a great characteristic for the, for the role he's in. I, I, I couldn't take it because if I had a patient in Philadelphia that was suffering, I had to drive to Philadelphia. But, but what the heck? I'm the president of the company. I shouldn't be driving to Philadelphia to take care of this patient, but I would drive to Philadelphia. Oh, it, I see what you're saying. Is it a flaw? You, you had like a, you had a connection. I had like to take you care of him. To, yeah, you had, had to. to. Care of him. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't not do it. I couldn't delegate it. I couldn't go, you take care of him and you're going to take care of it as good as I'm going to. I had to go there and physically take care of them and do, work on the equipment to fix the bed. And that's my leadership uh, lid. And so knowing that I do what I can with what I have right where I'm at. I work, I work on myself. Knowing that this is where I'm at. I love to add value to people. I love being face-to-face. I don't like having organizations that are spread out across the country. I like being very, very localized. That's why Blue Ridge Winery, it's Blue Ridge Winery and the Crossing Store. I can have up to five retail locations. I have one because of my personality. I don't want to be spread out all over. Know who you are, right? Wow. Fun, right? That was, I mean, I think this all plays in. Dude, I'm I'm being so serious with this job thing. Yeah, like I can't rough. tell you only because one, I love wine. Like I mean, sure, everybody that's listening to this obviously loves wine. Um, 
but dude, I don't know. There's always just been that. I like the idea of not going up to restaurants, like putting, I don't know, putting something like that on their shelves or whatever, you know what I mean? Like being the wine, like world-class wine deserves to be in world-class restaurants. That's where my head would be at. Absolutely. So like, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of restaurants here that have like, that hold themselves to that high standard. Yeah. Yep. That I've drank some of the wines that they have on the list. Yep. And listen, I'm just going to be honest where I'm like, why on earth is this wine on this list? Yeah. Like, so it's one of those things where I think we could, we should sit down and build out like packages. Like this right. is the high, like this is what we could offer. This is what we give it right. to them for. Like, yeah. A lot of times they don't realize that the Godfather is in the top 1% wines in the whole world. And it's literally and, 40 minutes away from here. Right. And not only that, but the price point, Godfather is 37 bucks for the bottle. Do you know that if you look up the top 1% wines in the world, the next cheapest bottle is over two hundred dollars. It's it's like the best deal in the world. Wow. I mean, I, but I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna raise the price. There's no need to. I can I can make it work. I do what I can with what I got right where I'm at. And it's limited supply, right? Yeah, to an extent. To an extent. I'm way ahead of Godfather. I mean, I work on that. I mean, I'm like I'm like years ahead of that. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Like I I I shouldn't run out of Godfather. When Dad's hat dumps their bourbon barrels, I buy them all from Herman. Really? Yeah. We go big. Yeah. There's barrels everywhere. Hundreds and hundreds of them. And each one's 15 gallons. See, I love learning that stuff. Yeah. Like you're saying that, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe because I like seeing money move. Like, and I think I, I'll bring up the QuickBooks thing. That's why I'm so excited. Like for just for the size of my business, but being able just to see what's coming in and coming out. And I'm it's like, awesome. okay, where can I excel at? Like, yep. am I able to distribute this way? Like I get, and people might call me crazy. I get enjoyment in that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, like where can I expand? How can I grow? Yep. Cause yep. then it just, the more that's coming in, the more I'm able to grow. Yep. Like, yep. And it's my management. Exactly. You know that every business should look at business like this. I open a business to serve someone in some fashion. That person then goes to work, makes money. They then bring their money to me. They give me their money for the product that I have. Then it's my job to take their money, reinvest it into the business that they spent their money in to make the next experience even better than the last one they came. And if you continue to do that as a business owner, there's no limits because every single time someone comes to the winery, it's always going to be better because I'm always reinvesting. And the bigger it gets, the more money I had to reinvest, the bigger it gets, the more it goes into it. And it just, you see it? Yeah. I mean, this is why the winery is just constantly getting more beautiful and wonderful in every level because people come out there, they spend more money and I take their money and I don't go, aha, thank you. I'll put it in my pocket now. No, I put it back into what they enjoyed to make their next experience even better than the last one. And then they tell their friends. That's the best market in the world. Everybody trusts their friend's opinion. That's it. Yeah, I can't. That right? whole wine glass thing. I remember I was sitting down talking about that. How you you just give the wine glasses out. Like right. it, it's just it, right. It works. It's it's a win win. Is it ever? I heard a discussion. I'm in the tent working the other day, and I'm sitting there doing paperwork and stuff. And this couple comes out. I don't. I, don't, I never met them. And I'm hearing their conversation. And the guy goes. How in the world can they ever make money selling this for $11 for the tasting? They got to be losing money on this. And the lady goes, yeah, I mean, this glass alone probably costs five bucks. <laughs> I wanted to stop them and go, oh, my God, guys, that's the best conversation I've ever heard. You know, because it's, cause it's like if you do your things right and you do what you can with what you have right where you are, you're never overextending. Therefore, you can have good prices because you're not over leveraged and you're not paying interest to all the crazy banks out there. I mean, right. I mean, you're never jumping the gun. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. Even at 11 bucks, we money still, management. We still what, can make some money. That's one thing I'm learning, dude, money management. And like, you, yeah. I think a lot of people get it out of control, right? Because they, oh, they right. can't even manage their own funds. What makes you think you're going to run a business? Yeah. So I've learned from my mistakes in the past, and which is why I'm so like, 
conscious of what's going on and just so aware of like right. what's actually going on. So nobody will ever be given more money than they can manage. Mm-hmm. Period. You just won't. It's not. You know, people. If if you're living, if people are living a life where I don't have enough money, I would look in the mirror and go, "How can this person learn to manage money better?" And you will have more money. Yeah. It, it's it really is that simple. Read. Right, money's simple. Wow, so, great episode. Fun stuff, dude. Appreciate it, man. Failure, pain. Don't avoid it. Who knows? Next time you guys hear us talk, might right. be working with Randy. It could be good. Be a lot could of fun. Be good. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, Ralph. Man. Later, boss. See you, dude.